Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and in this episode of Unruffled, I'm responding to an email from a mom who's troubled by her toddler's rejection of her husband, uh, the toddler's father. And it's something that's become chronic and very hurtful to both of them, actually. So she's looking for guidance. Before I begin, I want to remind everyone that both of my books are available at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon and in ebook at Amazon, Barnes and Noble and apple.com. So here is Anne's note to me. Hi, Janet. I'm hoping you might be able to help my husband and I with something that is making us both sad. Our toddler son, age 2.5, mostly rejects my husband. When my husband comes home from work and tries to greet my son, at best he'll be ignored. At worst, my son will kick or hit him or tell him to go away. This behavior is worse when I'm around and, surprise, surprise, has escalated since having a new baby six months ago. My husband's trying really hard to connect with our son and to not take this rejection personally. However, his feelings are hurt. Is there anything we can do to promote my husband more with my toddler? Are there strategies that you recommend to help improve my son's reactions to his father? Thank you so much for your time, Anne. Okay, well, first of all, one of the reasons I chose this question to answer is because it is common. (laughs) This is a question I'm asked often. And it's very important to know that, that this is normal behavior, that it is definitely not personal towards the father. Um, I know, and I can say that all day long, and it's not going to feel better, but our perception of this matters a lot. So I am going to be talking a bit about that, not to try to coax somebody out of their feelings, this father and this mother, they say they're both sad but really to give you a more realistic look at this situation. So children do this rejection thing, and it can be on either parent, for a number of reasons, none of which are that they don't adore the parent that they're rejecting. So let's take that possibility and put it out to sea. That's not part of this. What it could be are a few things. One, maybe the mother has difficulty with boundaries. And so this child is really asking for more clarity from the mother. Are you going to be able to say, no, daddy's hanging with you right now and I'm not going to be the one to do whatever it is with you? Or is mommy going to feel a little sad and worried and, and, oh my gosh, you know, maybe he's, he's asking for me and maybe that means I really should do this or are these doubts going to creep in or is, is mommy going to be clear and comfortable and certain and confident? All the things that every toddler needs their parents to be. So that's one reason. Another reason can be that the child, in this case, you know, there's a baby involved. So so this child feels like he's lost control of his his mother and wants desperately to try to regain control of her of her attention of her everything she's doing just let it always be about me i don't want to share with the baby so there might be feelings like that involved but generally what this kind of testing is is similar to 
other kinds of testing and exploration that children do in that what happens when children express their frustration or their you know rejection or I don't want to be with you and they're actually complaining and releasing feelings that really don't have anything to do about this particular situation. It's not about that I don't want to be with my dad. It's about that I want to complain about my life right now. I just want to show my dissatisfaction. I want to be able to share my dissatisfaction with my mom and dad, but you know, maybe especially with my dad, which is actually a compliment that our child wants to share these, you know, uncomfortable feelings with us. And then another reason that this kind of behavior goes on is that people are bothered by it. These important leaders are sad about this. They're uncomfortable. That means that all I have to do is say, I don't like you, daddy. And my mother's uncomfortable. My dad's uncomfortable. And I'm just a little, little kid. I'm only two and a half. So this is a kind of power that I've got to keep exploring, kind of hoping, guys, you know, what, just <laughs> let me say it. Just let me feel it. Why are you getting all sad? Why are my towers here that I depend on, you know, crumbling a little when I do this? That's a little disconcerting. So that's another reason. So in all of these cases, and, you know, you're not going to know exactly why your child is doing this, probably. But it sounds like that your responses are definitely feeding into it a bit. You know, your natural responses. But your natural responses out of perceiving the situation as, uh-oh, he really doesn't like daddy that much. You know, what's the deal? Instead of, he wants to express some complaints <laughs> to us about his life. He wants to express it could be about his day. It could be about, you know, probably a lot about the baby at this point. But before that, it was just about, eh, you know, I'm tired. Maybe daddy comes home at the end of the day or, you know, and then daddy kind of reacts a little when I say I don't like you, daddy. So now I'm doing it on the weekend, too, when daddy's home during the day. All of that is stuff that's gone into the pot here that's that's affecting this. So anyway, the best way to handle all of these situations is to do something that I believe is one of the gifts of being a parent, really, that we have this opportunity to really learn what it means and what it feels like to be the bigger person. Literally, we're the bigger person. And figuratively, we get to rise above the pettiness and the worries, you know, of taking things personally and this doesn't feel good to me right now is a, you know, my ego doesn't feel good. And what's wrong? I'm a bad person. My kid doesn't like me. To rise above all of that, knowing that your child does love you, your child adores you, unless you've been a totally absent parent or been abusive in some way, your child adores you. So knowing that and knowing that you've been given this gift of being able to show your child what it is to be the bigger person, and allow your child to complain to you and also be that person. Get to be the person that your child can share the hard stuff with, share the uncomfortable stuff with. You got to seize the day and seize this role. Hold on to it. This is a wonderful role that's going to bring you closer to your child and make you feel better about yourself as a person. 
I was never anything that I would consider brave until I became a parent. Then I learned how to rise above, how to be brave, how to be a big person, how to, you know, rise out of myself and my fears and my, my own discomforts to be this person that my child needs. So this is a great moment, actually for both of you, but especially for the rejected parent. Your child just, you know, turns away from you and ignores you. Let it go. Don't buy into that. Don't be looking at them. Don't try to get connection going. You don't need to try. Really trust. Trying can get in the way because what your child feels when you're, when you're trying hard is, first of all, they know it. They know you're trying to sell them on something. They see beyond it. They see through that to, come on, you know, you don't like me and I'm worried, so I'm, I'm going to try harder. Hey, buddy, come on, let's do this together. Let's do that. I mean, I don't know how it's actually been looking for this family to to try to connect, but I would really trust a lot more. And then the wonderful ways to connect are when maybe there's a task that needs to be done. And, you know, definitely now mommy can't do it because she's busy with the baby. But even before that, even without a baby in the picture, it's wonderful to let daddy be the one to do that or whoever is the other parent that's getting rejected have certain things that they do together that are, you know, changing a diaper or helping with bedtime or the bath time and be fully present during those times. And when you are getting rejected because your child doesn't want you to give them the bath, they want mommy to do it, be the hero, rise above it and just say something like, wow, yeah, you really want mom. You didn't want me to do this. You're not liking this. You have to be with me now. That's a bummer. You don't want to do that. I hear you. Not going over the top, but just in response to what you're getting from your child. So if your child keeps going on and on, just keep nodding your head and go, yeah, ah, it's so disappointing when you have to be with me, when you want to be with mom. So you're saying it from a place of, you know, this isn't what is really going on in your child's heart. You get to be the big person and be okay with, yeah, you can try to push me away. I'm not going to let you do that. That hurts. <laughs> but yeah, you can try to push me away. Um, you don't want me to be here. And really let your child rage at you. Let your child do every rejecting thing they can do. It can't hurt you because you're big, you're brave, you're the hero in this situation. So I would encourage you to even enjoy this role. I don't know if that sounds, <laughs> I don't know how that sounds, but, you know, I can relate to this from being, I know it's not quite the same thing, but in my classes, parents come with their infants or their toddlers. I mean, the classes are all around one specific age group, but Oftentimes, especially towards the end of the first year with children or with toddlers, it's very hard when the parent says, I need to leave the classroom and go to the bathroom. And there's a gate in the classroom. We have a totally safe, we call it what I call a yes space. So everything for them in the classroom is free to do with as they wish. There's a gate though. And so the parent leaves the gate and I'm the one there and the child often doesn't want to be there with me. Of course, they don't want their parent to leave. It can be hard. 
Um, it's usually easier if the parent is confident when they leave. I mean, not usually it is easier. It's, it's really impossible if the parent's saying, um, okay, I'm going to go. And then they, they stop and turn around and the child doesn't look too happy. And they're like, oh, oh, I see you don't want me to go. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to go. And the parent's insecure about it. That makes it even harder. But anyway, there I am. The child's crying. I don't try to rush up with a hug or anything like that. I really just relax my body. I'm there for the child. The child I know feels me close by. I don't need to say I'm close by. All I say is what I'm getting from the child, which is, wow, you, you didn't want her to go. You didn't want her to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I hear you. You didn't like that, that she left. I'll say at some point too, she's coming back, but that's not the focus of my acknowledging. The focus is really, yeah, I hear you. I'm here with you. I hear you. And then at some point I'll offer, do you want me to hold you? Sometimes I get a yes. Sometimes I get a no. Sometimes if the child is holding me and they're still upset, you know, I'll say, should we get up and look through the window? And I'll pick the child up and there's a there's a window on this other door that we don't use. And we can see the parent coming out of the bathroom and we can, you know, wait for them there. But anyway, I encourage the child to have their feelings around the situation. And then, you know what happens every single time? I mean, I even feel like, I don't know, I don't feel so good in these moments in that I don't like that the child is upset. You know, it, that can't ever feel great. But... I've seen time and again how we bond through these experiences. And this child who may not have had that much intimate contact with me in the class up until then, because mostly I'm there as an observer and I'm there to answer questions for the parents. And, you know, we have discussions and we do a lot of observation. But maybe we haven't had contact, but that child and I become closer. I feel something shift. We're more bonded. And so this is the way... <laughs> that dads and moms that are rejected can feel closer. This is how their child can feel closer because there's incredible trust in that. There's incredible trust in that experience of having a parent totally okay with you being upset and even not wanting to be with them, being mad at them. But this is what you're doing. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to run and get, you know, come on, we'll get your mom. I'll get your mom. No, I'm here. I'm okay with this. Bounce these feelings off of me. I'm, I'm your strong parent and I love you. And I'm not going to stoop to believing this is about me. <laughs> I know better. So it's an empowering experience that I recommend. It will bring you closer. And if this is the way that daddy acts consistently when he's being rejected, he takes it in stride. He doesn't take it personally. He welcomes the blasts. <laughs> he uses his own words, not mine, obviously, but, you know, hey, you're really not digging me right now. You know, whatever it is, he's okay with it. Then your child will feel very connected to you. Sometimes this happens with the mother when the mother, when there's a new baby that comes and then the mother wants to carve out time for the older child. Um, or maybe the dad does, and it's the same thing. But there was a parent once that said to me, she said, well, I try to do this, you know, because after a while, once once um, if the mother's breastfeeding, 
you know, it'll take some time before she's able to actually leave with the older child. But I believe in trying to work towards that. So there's a little one hour long outing that you get to take together, even if it's we walk around the block. Um, this is my time for you. This is some time I want to put into our relationship. So I um, advise that. And this one parent said, well, I do that. But my child is she's miserable with me. She just she turns her back on me and she just sits there wherever we are, wherever we go to the park or wherever it is. And and, you know, she doesn't like it. So I actually don't think I should be doing this anymore. And I said, no, no, this is perfect. This is beautiful. Your child is letting you know that they are displeased with you, that they are uncomfortable with the way things are going, that this has been a hard transition for them. You know, whatever it is, it's very clear that your child has something to express to you here. And this one-on-one moment is when they're able to do it. It might be about you, you know, in in that case where the mother's had another baby or the father's had another baby, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it can, there can be that, but it's off just as often, you know, I don't like how my day's going. I don't like this or that, you know, and I, I just feel, I just want to complain in my body language and in what I'm saying and my feelings. I just want to tell you, I don't feel good. This doesn't feel good. So being that person, seizing those opportunities, this is the good stuff of parenting. I really believe this, you know, and I'm, I mean, I'm a mushy parent, so it took me a while to figure this out. And, you know, I might still doubt it if I'm the one dealing with it. But every time I doubt it, I'm wrong. So I've realized that this is actually true. This is the way that we bond. We bond through these difficult moments together, much more even than we do when we're laughing and happy and everything's good. This is building a connection. So I would encourage both of these parents or anybody going through this to not worry about this, not be sad, because this isn't a sad experience. This is a life experience. This is a healthy, healthy experience for your child. And you can both handle this in a manner that creates more closeness in your family and more trust and empowers you as parents. So I hope this helps and I hope you'll check out some of my other podcasts. I did also write a post about this. I think it's When Children Prefer One Parent is the name of it. So there's there's more about that there. Also, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com and in paperback at Amazon. Once again, don't forget, we can do this.